Yeah, boy, it's episode 149, and this is a special episode of the Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast is the official podcast of eFantasyFootballAuction.com, the internet's only website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. We've got a great show for you tonight. Tonight's a special episode, like I said. We're going to do a little Fantasy Football Auction 101 tonight. But of course... Our experts, our analysts, they're always here. I don't have any uh, cheesy intro lines for you guys tonight, but uh, Slim, happy to be back on the pod. Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? We're going to have a problem here. Yes, it's been a while. I know I even talked to you, what was it, a few weeks ago. Where were we? It's after a hockey draft, playoff hockey drafts. Not me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yes. yeah. And I talked about maybe just spitballing just a solo dynasty pod just for fun one day. And just you to were, get on. You were all like, what? Tell me. I'll come on. And <laughs> kind of got my juices flowing after we'd had a lot of beers. Yeah, well, and there, there were a few. There were a few going on. And uh, speaking of a few beers and fantasy hockey Ugh, Blister. I don't even know if we should bring that up, but Blister, how you doing tonight? Excellent, man. It's good to be back on the airways. Uh, been doing a lot of podcast listening and obviously a lot of football research. We were talking before we came on the air about our rookie draft coming up and the fact we've already had one rookie draft, Bex, and yeah, the hockey pools this year are not good for us anyways. Those slimbo there should come in the money there, but yeah, not a good year in the hockey pools. I hope it doesn't carry over to football. It'll be a, be a sad, sad long year. Well, you did do a good job for me in the golf blister. I will, oh, ha- I will tell you that, uh, um, I had the players championship contest for a rookie draft in another dynasty league that I'm in. And uh, the placing in the golf tournament, the fantasy golf would get you the rookie picks. And so I sent it over to my aunt Blister because I know he's doing uh, DFS and all those things. And he's got golf rolling. And he picks me team. End of day one, I was down at the bottom of the leaderboard. And he reminded me that it was a marathon, not a sprint. And sure enough, Blister, you got me that 101. What? Yeah. You got 101 in both drafts? <laughs> you got <laughs> that right. <laughs> yeah, you know the fantasy golf? I've been doing a lot of it since probably February. And, uh, yeah, I go up a bit. I go down a bit. I'm I'm hanging on right now. But I uh, I, I don't know. I, I should probably invest a lot more and play maybe higher stakes ones. But I was just saying to Slim before that, like, I, I listened to some – well, actually, I just – First time ever I listened to some golf pods this week, but uh, after I'd already picked my teams for the past tournament and, <laughs> and course, uh, yeah. just thought, well, I'll see how accurate they were and if I should follow these guys. And, uh, yeah, you know, if they're okay. There's a lot of information out there. Golf is becoming quite popular, but DraftKings prices this week are they're stupid. Like, there's a lot of really talented golfers in the high 6,000s, low 7,000s, where you typically see their price range up in the mid-$8,000 range. So, for me, what that means, and similar, similar I would say, and like, 
you know, it favors the guys with the big bankroll that can put in 150 lineups because they can have all, you know, all, all kinds of combinations of these guys yeah. and they, they plug it into their optimizer. The, you know, if you got 150 lineups, I don't know if they're putting in 30 or 40 golfers that they like the most and they spits out all the different combos that they have. And, you know, for that, those people, it's great. But if you're playing in a single tourney or a, or a, or I guess a three max or 20 max tourney, you know, you really have to, you need some more technology. I do, I, I crunch a lot of numbers, but I just don't like the, the low, the how the good players this week are so low, uh, as far as their dollar value goes. So it's stupid. Them. All right. Well, yeah. there he is. He's talking about dollar values. So that we'll just segue right into today. We're doing uh, auction 101 and uh, we might as well just get into it. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys are ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer. It's time for action. So, like I said, we got uh, auction 101 today. We're just going to uh, go through a little bit of what a fantasy football auction is and why it's so much better than a regular serpentine uh, redraft situation. So um, on the show notes, if you go to our website, thefantasyfootballauction.com, you'll see I do have a link there to the, uh, you know, for dummies series on auctions. So if you want to see that, the Wikipedia post is on there too. But Slim, because you're the commission that brought us into auction, um, quickly describe for the listeners what is a fantasy football auction. Um, well... I mean, quite simply, I guess it's it's a way to essentially get any kind of team you want. Uh, and for me, that's the biggest reason I like playing it. I can construct a team essentially however I want. Uh, I'm, I'm not confined by ADP and who's available if I pick 30 minutes into a draft. Um, if I want to get the top two running backs, I can do that it's impossible to do a snake draft. So that was what allured me to going there in the first place. Uh, I liked, I thought there was more strategy behind it just in uh, terms of budget construction and roster construction, things like that. So uh, yeah, once I started doing it, I became hooked and I pretty much, if I do one or two snake drafts a year, I mean, Scott Fish, he, Get, we're lucky enough to be in the fishbowl, so that that counts as one. But yeah, uh, you know, other than that, that's pretty much the only snake draft I'm doing these days. So, Blister, why don't you just uh, quickly like so uh, serpentine draft? We go picks one through twelve, twelve through one, and we snake back and forth. Uh, Blister, just give us quickly one oh one. What's uh, what's auction? Well, auction, you know, we, we get in our, that order again and the first guy up gets to nominate, but then it's wide open for anybody that wants to bid on the guy. And like Slim said, you could have the best two running backs and, and whatever. But what, what is fun is when you're in a snake draft, you kind of, you know, if you know you're up 10 spots from now, you kind of have an idea of two or three guys that you might want to pick, but then, then you can kind of zone out and just cross them off the list until it's your turn and take your best available or whatever your need is. And in an auction, you can be involved every minute of the auction because you could be involved in every player if you want to be um, and you nominate guys sometimes that you want, sometimes that you don't want, you try to 
know, dominate guys that uh, might not be needed by some people with a big budget so you can get them. And there's just so much strategy when you're always involved in every player. And, you know, they take a lot longer. So you have uh, that that's uh, camaraderie or the, the sportsmanship or the lack of sportsmanship that can last <laughs> yeah, for many yeah. hours as you, you know, riddle a guy and uh, give a heckle and have fun with the with who's just been drafted and who's been nominated and, and stuff like that. So it just lasts a lot longer. It's a lot funner. You need to take a little more time out. But the fact that there's a lot more strategy involved because of who you nominate, when you nominate them, things like that. And, and you know, I, I could talk forever, but I want to spread, spread it around. But when you, when you say, like, who you nominate, I mean, it could be position scarcity or, or you know, the first guy. And we, we if you go into our site and you'll look at this auction horseshoe, that thing holds up true every year. When uh, you tier your players and the very first players in that tier go and the very last players in that tier go, they tend to be the higher dollar values versus the players in the middle. Um, right. Or it could be strategy could be you see a Dallas Cowboys fan so you put Zeke Elliott out there right away and there's a couple of Cowboys fans perhaps and you let them go nuts on Zeke and uh, you know you can Slim's really good at knowing who who people like and he loves to drive the prices <laughs> up on players so there's just a lot of strategy and it's a lot of fun <laughs> so nominating a guy you throw him up the standard is kind of everyone gets 200 bucks uh, to uh, bid on players and you can Go for the gusto and get your stars and scrubs and get, you know, like Slim was saying, top two running backs and, you know, three of the top ten receivers and then one dollar quarterbacks and, and construct the lineup exactly how you like. And so you do have an order, but it's a nomination order. And, uh, that, as Lister was just saying, really comes into play throughout. So it's not just like you throw up any random guy. You really get into it there too. So, as you can see, there's a lot more thinking. And what I like about the auctions is that you're just always engaged. You can't, you can't say, ah, oh, well, I got uh, 20 picks. I'm going to go uh, take a leak behind the garage. You, uh, you you got to be engaged all the time because there could be a deal all of a sudden. Um, maybe you want to make sure you run the money up on one guy just to make sure he doesn't get a guy for free. Um, you're always engaged, and that's what I like about it too is that uh, um, there's no time off. So it makes the draft a lot more fun for that reason too, eh, Slim? Uh, we've all been pooped by having too many years of the draft and the piss break. I, I remember a few years ago <laughs> going, I wanted Michael Crabtree. I remember it was a couple of years ago. He was kind of, I thought, the best receiver left uh, in my set of tears. I had to piss so bad. I left it in the garage to go take a leak out back. I come back, and he'd been gone, and I missed the entire bidding. So I thought, ah, okay, whatever. Like, what are the chances? I, I'll never forget that. So yeah, don't uh, if you're a commish, try and schedule frequent breaks between rounds. Right. Like that idea. Yeah. Um, and I know it's hard, but I try to do it every year. But uh, usually, to no avail. Um, so speaking I, of commish, Slim, sorry, I was just going to segue you right into the next because I want to I want to find this out because you're talking about being with your buddies and and uh, commissioning a league. So you had to do this. We had a league established. It was snake draft. It was uh, friends and family. But for us, just like everybody else, it's those heavy bragging rights and a good time. And, you know, the highlight of uh, everybody's summer is when does the fall hit so we can draft. So then you had to come up with this idea of auction, and we had never heard of an auction before. So for our listeners out there that are thinking, you know what, 
how do I petition my league to move to an auction because I'm sick and tired of hearing how fun it is we got to make the move. How'd you go about doing that? What's, uh, what are what are some suggestions for the commission? Um, well, I will say it's a little tough, uh, especially if you're drafting with um, a bunch of guys who've never done it before. It, just like any big change, I think it's hard to get people to willingly want to take that jump if they've never done it before. Right. So, I mean, nowadays it's it's pretty easy in the sense there's a lot of info out there. And there's a lot of online leagues you can do, like with uh, sites like MFL and things. To me, they've completely changed the way you can do drafts in general online. Back when we switched over, you were kind of confined to just a few kind of cookie cutter type sites, and yeah. um, it was tough to you know you couldn't really mock draft things like that. Now I feel like online you can do just about everything. So I would say. Definitely get them into some mock drafting just to get a, an idea of what it is. I would direct them to sites like ours. I'm cheap plug here, but um, <laughs> if you can make them feel comfortable that there is info out there they can use, then I think that they're more willing to to make that jump. Right. And I mean, I'm confident that and anybody who does it will never go back. I mean, we have some friends who are pretty uh, pretty big noobs in terms of just fantasy football, even in general, and they've you know, done these things with through work and stuff like that. One buddy in our friends and family league, he's taken it to his office. And yeah. some of these guys don't know nothing really about football. The, I auctioneered that sucker and it yeah. was crazy. They didn't know much about anything, but boy, did they love the auction. They love it. And yeah. it's an even playing field because most of them are pretty novice. But, yeah. I mean, they have fun with it. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day It's just having fun. And to me, this is one of the most fun ways you can play uh, a fake game. I should say a fake game, a game um, that's fake, though, where we're just, you know, it's like playing a real-life board game. So, uh, yeah. Well, on the note of that league, uh, when I think we we talked about it last year, and we went through, I don't know, we talked about it for some reason, but I found the pretty picture of uh, one Mr. Romanuk. I put that on the website to be the picture for the podcast yeah you know and it was a, i mean pretty boy picture for the magazines for uh um our buddies Oda gillens and uh he ended up winning that league so it was a good prediction on my be- my behalf i'd like to say and not that i thought his team was terrible by the way but uh yeah so but he, he ended up winning winning the whole thing i don't think he had ever played fantasy before oh god this i got a lot of yeah. Shade to throw on some guys that are in that league, and also <laughs> Luke, the winner himself, just because I don't know. That seems a lot pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he made a big pickup in season on a waiver wire that really um, did a lot for him. So, but yeah, I saw I ran to, ran into him in the grocery store. I said, "So how'd the league go?" He goes, "How'd the league go? You're talking to the champ." <laughs> it was unbelievable. The guy, he was sitting beside me. I was auctioneering. And someone would call it a nomination, and he'd be scouring through his sheets, and I'd lean over and I'd go, "He's about number thirty-five on your wide receiver list." And then you look, "Oh, okay, thanks." Like you have no idea who the guys were. One that's Sharp Matthews. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I don't know, boy, if he would have been number thirty-five, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, 
Um, Blister, you were one of those guys that were sitting in the uh, snake draft league and Slim comes to you with auction. I'm just trying to get into the heads of guys who are going to be trying to make this move. What were you thinking and what information would you, like what information helped you to make the say yes to auction and what else would you like to know so that would have made your decision easier? Well, I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, Bex, but, uh, you know, I, I right, do remember, good. I do remember, uh, I guess tr- for me, anytime I'm in any pool, it's just grabbing as much information as I possibly can, you know, so I was probably Googling, you know, auction draft strategies or whatever the case may be. And you get a couple tips here and a couple tips there. And actually, was it my first year in there? I don't know if it was my first year in there. Everybody's my no, second year. I, no, no, no. The first year. Oh, no. It was no. $7 Guskowski. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was my first year. year. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that was, yeah, that was the year that I, I did. First time I think I got into it. And I uh, um, just grabbed a bunch of ranking sheets and things like that. And I went in. I didn't really look at scoring. Didn't It was all new to me, right? But you guys said, old oh, blister yeah. likes to go in the pool. So get he might go in <laughs> so of course I did but it was a lot, big eye opener and then since then yeah I got a little carried away uh, I'm doing, in the off season I do golf or whatever I can to keep myself your busy. wife hates us anyways oh. <laughs> not as uh, <laughs> yeah, well, what can you do? But, um, you know, I guess the big thing, like you mentioned, is finding information. And I think we've worked hard uh, after we sat around and talked about it for a while is thinking, like, we could put something together. So we did, and we tried to come up with a lot of strategies. And if people look back, a lot of the articles I was just looking on the site, you know, you know, a lot of the articles with strategy are new, but they can always be applied. Every auction you go into is going to be you know, slightly different. It, it, it just, you know, somebody spends more on a, a one player than they anticipated, but or maybe the, the nomination orders can be totally different. It'll never be a same nomination order. If you went in a hundred you know, auctions, there's going to be a hundred different nomination orders. They're rarely going to have the guy, same guy at the same point. So that's always going to be different. But a lot of the articles we wrote and put together on strategy was from our experiences and from what we saw, even from mock drafting and everything like that. And we'll be doing that again this summer. We'll start, you know, we haven't, usually in starting in June, we'll start getting into some mock drafts and some mock auctions and try to get a feel for the prices. And you'll read in there how we complain about robots when you do mock auctions because yeah. a lot of guys will draft and spend their, their big bucks on a couple guys and they bugger off. So it's not really, really accurate, but you'll get a feel for it. Some guys, when they're drafting, if you're on ESPN or something, they have like the average auction value of a player. So they automatically think that they got a bid up to that or, and they'll stop it. It is just kind of crazy stuff, but there's a lot of auction stuff, but you know, every year it changes slightly. Every draft changes slightly. Like, uh, there was a big, after a couple of years ago when all the receivers were going off, you know, everyone wanted a receiver, they kind of down, downplayed the running back. But I think last year, guys like Zeke and David Johnson, Left Bell, those kind of guys are going to make all of a sudden, I think this year yeah, the running backs are going to be the real high, high priced, uh, and normally they were in the past, the high priced guys, you know. So I, I really, I'm kind of curious to see if I get into a couple mocks, how expensive they are going to be in comparison to some of the, to, to some of the, uh, receivers this year. Well, like they say, you could do an auction and then 10 minutes later with the same group of guys do an auction again. Everyone will have different teams and it'll all play yeah. differently. Not like a snake draft where it's like, well, the ADP is uh, around uh, 4.02, so that's yeah, probably exactly. who I'm getting, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, 
And the other, the other cool thing about the auction too is it allows for the commissioner to set up whatever league rules too. So like that doesn't have anything to play. It's just about picking your team. So if you're going super flex, if you're going, uh, tight end premium or any of these types of leagues, uh, it doesn't matter if you do an auction or a snake, like you can apply to any type of league that's out there. We're even doing it in hockey drafts now, right? So you can apply it to all different types of things too. So. Oh yeah. Awesome stuff. So, like Blister was saying, we saw a void in the um, on the internet for this type of information. We've been we were talking to each other all, all the time about oh, what about this and what about that. And so we decided to do something about the void that was out there. We created a little website and a little podcast because then it allows us just to sit once a week and actually talk about this stuff with each other. And if other people listen, then that just is kind of a bonus. We do have a little website if you want to find out some more information about us. It's thefantasyfootballauction.com. Uh, like Blister said, there are some older strategy articles that I just pushed to the front end of the website for right now so you can take a look at things like you know nomination strategies and those things. I push them right to the top because, yeah, they might be dated with the players, but the strategies kind of remain the same. So you can have a quick little read through there. And if you like things, I keep a lookout for the membership page to get fired up and we'll get those things kind of organized. Blister's got his auction values, uh, early, early auction values posted, um, or rankings, sorry, not auction values. Those things are posted on there too. Son, did you get to yours? Yes, sir. Awesome. So there you go. We've got to have that all dialed in on the website right now so you can take a look at uh, real early what we're thinking about players so far. So guys, that's a little bit about fantasy football auctions. Anything else we need to add before we wrap this sucker up? No, I would just, like you said, encourage people to go to the website and check out some of the articles. Um, you made a good point. Like, they're, they weren't wrote this spring, so some of the players' names might be outdated, but the strategies are all still there and will be available to answer questions on Twitter, Google, and stuff like that. And we'll start potting regularly now. So as we, what we like to try to do is we kind of do the research and homework for you. So if you don't have the time and if you don't have, you know, the patience, maybe even maybe, you know, we can do that for you because that's what we basically eat and breeze right now through football season. So we'll be out there looking into information. We'll have a good feel for how much Zeke Elliott goes for in your auction. So you can kind of plan around that and how much, you know, uh, Keenan Allen will go for a dollar fifty. He pissed me off last year. Anyways, um, <laughs> And, and we'll, we, we, won't hold, we won't hold nothing back either. So, you know, follow yeah. us and uh, bear with us, and uh, hopefully we can help you be a winner. Because we so the, have been very lucky in our auction. Very successful. That's true. We've done done pretty well, the three of us. So the um, website podcast uh, Twitter handle is at Fantasy Auction. If you hit up uh, at Slim for MVP as commissioners, I'm sure, Slim, they can ask you questions about uh, how to commission an auction league, how to set up an auction, do those types of things. Yeah, I mean, hit me up on social media. Uh, well, Twitter anyway. I'm not a Facebook person, but, um, yeah, in the past I've sent, uh, copies of constitutions, things like that, just to help people get started. I mean, at least it gives you kind of meat and potatoes of some general rules to help, you know, start off on the right foot and, um, you know, keep things clear for, for the other owners and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I love answering questions. It doesn't bother me at all. I apologize sometimes, uh, especially in the summer. We're all teachers, so might be. I usually am on there quite a bit, but uh, there might be odd, the odd time where 
I miss a notification or something like that, but I'll, I will always try and respond back to you, um, especially with auction value questions, um, start sit type stuff. I drives me a little bit crazy to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Look at our I rankings. Yeah. I don't mind. Well, yeah, and rankings. We'll get into that probably in the next pod yeah. that we record, but that's my next bane of my existence. But, uh, um, but yeah, no, send questions. I mean, I know Bex, you were retweeting a bunch of stuff today, and I tried to get to guys. I know Blister was answering a couple of questions that we got to today, so um, we'll do the best we can to help you out and, and mock, get your guys yeah. mocking. And it's just about practice, man. The more practice you can get, the more comfortable you'll be, and uh, you'll be successful. Absolutely. So, uh, Blister's at Mr. Blister, right? Just at Mr. Blister? Yeah. Yeah? That's right. Yeah. No E in there, though, right? So, no E. No E. No E. E. And I'm at Uncle Buckets. That's with two T's. And then, like we said, the podcast and the website's at Fantasy Auction. And if you go through there, that will, um, that'll that'll come to us. And then we can filter it through to whomever would be best to answer that or all three of us answer it. So uh, that about wraps up the auction 101. Uh, feel free to hit up the website, the Fantasy Football Auction. Find us on Twitter at Fantasy Auction. And uh, for Blister and Slim and um, everybody else, I'll see you when it's springtime in the Rockies. When it's springtime in the Rockies. I'll be coming back